Well, hello and welcome to uh, the Port City Students Podcast, episode 11. I'm Sass, and I'm here with a couple of my friends. You're going to get a chance to hear from them in just a minute. We're recording live, or we're doing a live recording. I don't know, like, which is it? A live studio audience. Yeah, like, like a that one. recording live doesn't feel like it, that is even a thing, because it's recorded, but it's... Anyway, so here in episode 11, we, are, we have a live studio audience. We're at Ripple Effect. Uh, in our Wilmington campus. And, Are we going to uh, give them like signs that say laugh, cheer, cry? Can they just do that applause. right now? Can they yell like really loud? Yeah, yeah. So everybody on the podcast hear. can hear. We might have to hold our mics out. So on the count of three, you're going to cheer really loud for folks who are listening on the podcast, episode 11 of the Port City Students Podcast. Are you ready? One, two, three, go. Okay. Oh, the loudest they've screamed. Wow. Well I done. know. You are here. That's awesome. <laughs> Yes, and so it's so yes, we're ready to go. So I'm going to introduce her. I'm going to let my friends introduce themselves here on the podcast, and uh, we'll just go kind of down the row here. So, sir, who are you for people who are listening out there in podcast world? And tell them kind of your job, what you do, and why you're here. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm Jeffrey Banks, and I am the student ministry community and care coordinator, which uh, basically means uh, I get to work with our awesome volunteers and uh, think about content and stuff like this. That, yeah, that we're you learning. take care of people. Yeah. That's kind of the way yeah. I look at it in a lot of ways. What do you do, Courtney? Oh, What's your wow. job title, Courtney? I'm so glad that you told everybody my job title for me. I have the same exact job as Jeff, but, you know, it takes two of us to do it. I don't know, something yeah. like that. It's a big job. It is a big job, but I'm Courtney Everett, and I love it. It's fun. Awesome. And then one more. Yeah, I'm Taylor, and I'm the program and events coordinator for our student ministry. So all the fun stuff I get to work on a whole lot. And I've noticed Which over I the like. last couple of weeks, as we've gotten this new basketball goal here in Wilmington, you're like in the yeah. middle of that every week, aren't That's you? I just thing. feel at home with a basketball hoop. So. Gotcha. Yep. He tried to bring it on stage tonight. We had to tell him no. I think yeah. that's the only reason he does student ministry is so he can play games. Play basketball. I think your job title is just to tell me no, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so t on today's podcast, like I said, it's episode 11, and what we're doing is we are talking about this first series that we've had in, in the school year, uh, or in the, the new year, where we're talking about refocusing our faith. We're talking about this idea of having a different lens through which you look at life, and to be able to sort of reflect back on the last year, and Lord knows it takes a long time to reflect back on 2020, right, uh, and step into the new year in kind of a good and healthy way, and really what we want to talk about today is this idea that in order to become the person that God really wants us to be, what we have to do is we have to spend time in his presence. And so I'm going to ask you guys kind of some questions sort of in and around that. You're going to get a chance to talk about kind of your process and how you kind of have grown in your faith. Um, and so it's just going to be fun. So are, are you ready? All right. Yeah, come on. All right, All right here we go. So um, let's start with something fun. Uh, when you guys were growing up, what did you want to be and why? Um. Are we just going to go down the line here? Sure. Okay. Sounds good. I wanted to be, uh, more than anything else in the world, I wanted to be an astronomer, um, which is super random. To gaze at the stars? Yes, to gaze at the stars. Okay. So I think Fun. for me there was something about like uh, answering the unanswerable, and that seemed like the most unanswerable thing to me as a kid. It's like, what is going on out there? Mm -hmm. And uh, being able to like think and ponder all day long. I don't Are you know. sure it wasn't I because don't you wanted to be the smartest person in the room? I'm not going to say that answer. No, <laughs> I literally did, though. Like, I was such a, you know, whenever I was a kid, I really was very confident in my academic ability, and I was like, that was the hardest job I could come up with, was figuring out the stars, and I was like, that's what I, 
So that's you, what I want to do. You just went outside and stared up into the sky, right? Yeah. yeah that's makes all sense. astronomers do. They makes just sense. Next. Um, <laughs> mine's going to be short and sweet. So when I was a kid, I wanted to be in the Army. I wanted to, like, really save the world. That's why. Yep. Nice. Pretty simple. I mean, <laughs> it could be in the Army or, you know, I kind of dreamed about being, like, a fighter pilot. What would your call sign you. have been? If you were like a fighter pilot, what would your call sign have been? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, oh, we got, we got to make up a call it sign been, for Courtney. Uh, I know. You're going to say Angry Ginge or something, but that's not true. <laughs> it would have been Angry Ginge. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not angry. Yeah, so I wanted to be, like when I was really young, I wanted to be a professional athlete of some sort, which is, I think, what a lot of us want to be. I loved playing sports. And then I wanted to be a youth pastor after that. Score. That, so. You're the only awesome. one that fulfilled yeah. their dreams. Weird. Well, I did want to save the world. It's still in the same vein. That's why yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to Fair do enough. ministry. Yeah. That is what we do on a daily basis. For sure. right. Save the world. And Jeff just sits around looking at the sky. I occasionally look at the stars, so, yeah. Some what do you things. know? Yeah, it's good. Okay, so a little bit more of a kind of a serious question, all right? So um, when in your life, you know, for all of us, you know, when you're younger, you get asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Kind of like what I just asked you. And you're kind of thinking about what you want to do in life. But part of what we're talking about in Refocus is it's, it, life is so much more than what you do. It's really who you are, right? So when in your life did you move from thinking about what you wanted to, 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 to do, like what you wanted to be as a career, to thinking about who you wanted to be? Because those are two different things, right? What you want to be and who you want to be are two different things. When in your life did you kind of move to that, and um, what helped you kind of make that move? I can answer. Um so it's a little bit heavy, but I can remember when my grandmother passed away when I was in seventh grade, I started um, processing questions about life, things that were hard that couldn't be answered in just what you do. Um, there had to be more to it. And so I think it was through that process of trying to answer questions that seemed too hard or too big for me to answer myself mm -hmm. that's, that I started kind of that um, down that road of, okay, there has to be more than this than the things that I can do. It's about who I am, who I become. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the things that you, you do just weren't going to satisfy answering right. those questions. Exactly. They didn't yeah. make sense. They didn't answer it. They didn't satisfy. Yeah, that's great. I don't know that I ever really thought about who I was becoming until I was in a relationship with Jesus, which for me was much later in my life. So, like, <clears throat> more than anything else I cared about what I had, what, like succeeding. Like that was the thing that mattered to me. And up until I was 20 something, I cared more about that than who I was becoming. So I would do, in my mind, it was like, I'll do whatever I have to do to succeed. Doesn't really matter who I become along the way. And it wasn't, it wasn't until I had a relationship with Jesus that I realized how much more who you are matters than what you do. Like, especially in the sense of like a job or an occupation. Um, because what you do, like who you are uh, can determine your job, right? Like, sure, who God created you to be can determine your job. But your job or what you do or whatever should never determine who you are. That should never be your identity. And I don't think I ever realized that until a much, much later age. Well, and I think one of the reasons why it's so important for all of us to think about that is because how many people do we know who get into their adult life and their, their job, like what they do, has sort of dictated yeah. who they are mm -hmm. inside. And you can just tell sometimes and kind of seeing people how it's kind of empty and how mm -hmm. kind of sad it is because they've let their job, their occupation, you know, whatever kind of that path has been 
determine who they are inside. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, again, it's just not enough. And I think all right? the time about lots of, like, even seniors and stuff that I talk to sometimes, not necessarily anyone in the room, but, like, conversations I've had in the past where students are like, oh, I want to major in this because I know that I'll make a lot of money and they're hiring. Yeah. Or, like, it's a job field that's growing. And in my book, that's a, it, it can, that is important to think about, but in the grand scheme of things, it should be down here compared to the who you are and what God is calling you to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As for me, uh, mine's pretty different. Um, I was a rule follower, so I liked following the rules, but I also liked to instigate other people to break the rules. So I was Whoa, in, that's I was weird. So youth pastor is like the perfect yeah. job for yeah. you. Yeah, great. Um, so I don't know. For it, it was realizing that um, God had something bigger for me. And realizing that um, that God had a bigger vision for who I could become, and it took me getting caught in that, like, Taylor, why did you do this? You know, I, I was like caught red-handed in something that I didn't want to be in. I was like, oh, like, is that the person I am? Mm. And then if it is, like, what do I do from there? You know. So there was this ownership moment mm-hmm. of if God has a big plan for me, but I'm doing this, like, that's just, where does that leave me? And I felt lost in that. Yeah, my guess is you could project out if, if this is sort of decisions that I'm making now, and if I keep going down that path, and I don't pay attention to really who God's created me to be, then where am I going to be 10 years from now? And so you kind of took responsibility for your own faith and, and kind of made another step. Yep. Yeah, that's that great. It. Courtney, did you want to say something else? I mean, just, I feel like culture pushes us to do. We live in a very hyperactive culture, so I think a lot of us find maybe um, significance or um, feel value in what we can produce and what we can do, and when that comes to a dead end, I think for us is when we start really asking the question, like, why does it matter who I become? Because what I do is not enough. It's yeah. never going to be enough. Yeah. So. yeah, that's great. Okay, so uh, all of us kind of know that, that our talents and our, our skills and, like, the gifts that God has given us, um, they can kind of in some ways reveal who God's created us to be. And I know that's especially true for students. I mean, you guys are going through life and you're learning kind of what you're good at and what God's gifted you in, how you can serve and how you can kind of be a part of his world. Um, for you guys, how have you seen kind of your talents and your skills over the course of your life reveal who it is God's created you to be. I mean, for me, I, um, I think about a lot of different things, but, like, more than anything else, like, I, um, I, I'm the total extrovert. I love being around people. Nobody <laughs> would guess that. <laughs> this context right here is, like, one of my favorite things in the world, like, um, being able to, to be up here and lead you guys. And, um, and I saw that in myself from a really young age. And I always thought, you know, it's funny. It's like, I think every gift that God gives us uh, has a correct expression and it has an incorrect expression. And uh, for the longest, uh, I like, I thought, I like knew, if you would ask me, I was like, oh, I'm going to be famous someday. Like I knew TikTok famous, maybe <laughs> even <laughs> TikTok famous. Follow me. Less no, from last saying. week. Sorry. <laughs> but um, but like I thought um, like that was what I really wanted. And now I see like, no, God gave you that like that drive um, for something completely different, you know, to glorify him. So I, I see that a lot. Um, and then 
you know, I think a lot about how whenever I was growing up, I had so many questions and they got like pushed down, pushed down. Like you can't ask questions. You just got to have more faith. Da, 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 da. And that was like the most toxic thing for me. Um, so now that part of myself like gets to get expressed in such a cool way. It's part of the reason why every series we're like, we're going to do a Q&A because I'm obsessed with Q&As. Um, but part of it is because that part of me got like, you know, like shoved down and I wasn't allowed to, to do that. So like, I think it's such an important process to be able to do. So anyways, that's, that's kind of where I see it for me. Yeah. And before one of y'all goes total side note, I hope all of you listening, you understand that the ministry that you're a part of is not like that. Like we want you to be able to ask your questions, you know, go through the hard issues, have the conversations and understand that, you know, we want to be in relationship with you to be able to help you process what God's doing in your life. Because the moment that all of those things get squashed and they kind of go inside and you don't have the opportunity to talk about it is when it goes toxic in yeah. your mind and, and, and sometimes in the way that you begin to respond. So please know any student who's listening to the sound of our voice that we are here, your leaders are here to be able to have those hard conversations with you and love you through those conversations from start to finish. So uh, what about you guys? Any, anything, Courtney or Taylor? So mine's like really super practical. And for me, it was on a missions trip in Mexico um, and I was playing soccer with a bunch of the kids and real, like, I, I couldn't communicate with them. We spoke a different language, and like, we were there to serve and help build, but we had this like, community cookout, and we were just playing soccer, and like, the connection we made, and I was like, I'm just, I'm just playing soccer, and God created this connection, um, and I, I was like, man, God can actually use the small things and the things he allowed me to be interested in and enjoyed to like advance his kingdom. And I just thought that was so cool that yeah. he used soccer to do that, you know? I love that. Mm -hmm. And I would say for me, people have always been a part of um, kind of the things that I'm passionate about, like is seeing people grow and develop. And that's been, you know, since I was in high school and doing student council and trying to make the world a better place. Mm -hmm. um, but. I think, you know, part of that is, um, you know, even in my role here at the church, being able to um, take things that I see are in God's heart and connect them with people and help them discover how that connects and how that personally relates. And that's been something that I feel like, you know, I can see God uses and that is a blessing to be a part of um, and helping people connect um, to God from hard places. That's something that also has been a passion and kind of a, a, a lane that God has had me walk in. Okay, let's expand on that a little bit because we all know that relationships are super important to all of us. You know, our family relationships, our, our friendships, the people around us. And so they do kind of, kind of weave into our life in a big way. So for all of you, how have either your family relationships or maybe even your friendships weaved into helping you kind of understand how God looks at you, and, and maybe change that lens and help you refocus on how you see the world and how God works in the world. I mean, any specific, either family or friendship that has been super important to you as you've grown? I've seen that affect me both. Like, I've seen my friends and family uh, affect me. Most of my friends affect me both positively and neg negatively in a lot of ways. Like, you know, it's the classic line, your friends will determine the quality and direction of your life, right? It's a simple line. It's like the best advice ever, but it's true that your friends 
uh, will determine the quality, how good your life is, and the direction of it, what you do. And um, <coughs> so I, I think earlier in my life, whenever I was really kind of running with the bad crowd, um, I saw my friends really uh, drag me down rather quickly. And the thing that I see with those moments now is it's really easy to feel like whenever you do something that, you know, God doesn't want you to do or, you know, that isn't really something that Jesus calls you to, um, it feels like it's a wash, like it's like a waste. Um, but the beautiful thing that I've seen now is that God wastes nothing. So um, all these moments where I felt like, you know, I had messed up so bad, God uses now in, in really cool ways. Um, not because... And it's not one of those things where it's like he wanted me to do bad things so that he could use them, but rather I made these bad decisions and God redeemed them in a really cool way. Um, and now I see it where I have friends in my life now where it's like when I'm lacking in some way, they hold me accountable and they push me forward and um, they help me see things from a different angle. I have lots of friends with different opinions than me that's really helpful um, to help me think about the world differently than I, I normally would. Yeah, that's great. I'd say... I had friends that really knew me, and then I had friends that didn't really know me. And the ones that I let in and that I let know who I really was, they're the ones that pushed me to like make the right decisions. And like they would always be like, well, is that what you want? Or is that what you want to do? And then I had friends that were on the fringe that I constantly found myself in compromising situations because I didn't reveal to them like, hey, like, my relationship and my walk with God is important to me. And so, like, it, I would encourage you guys to let your friends in, let them know who you are, and let them know the things that you want to become so then they can help you get there. Because if you don't let anyone in, they're just going to help you get where they want to go. Yeah. And I think relationships with people also reveal God's heart to us. Like, I have felt God's love and seeing who he sees me as through the way um, people who I'm in close relationships have loved me. I don't know if that makes sense, yeah, but sure. um, I feel like God gives us the gift of one another in that and um, kind of expressing his heart. So I think that's a beautiful way that we can see um, who God calls us to be is in how other people see us. And um, I mean, obviously that can go sideways as well, um, but that is a beautiful place where I feel like I've seen God's heart for me and and who he's calling me to become and calling me up into. Um. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's important to say here too, like you have friends, you should have friends that are influencing you in a good direction, right? Uh, but you should also have people that you're influencing as well. And I think yes. a, a big mistake that we can make as followers of Jesus is pushing away people that don't act like mm -hmm. we think they should act or uh, do things that we should think they should do or whatever. Um, I think we absolutely should have people that we are influencing, but you have to be real about what direction that relationship is. Mm -hmm. You know, like the people that I'm spending time with that, that may influence me. Am I influencing them or are they influencing me? Like, am I lifting them up and helping them or are they dragging me down? And I think you have to be real about that as well. And some of those relationships that I mentioned like in that space, people have told me hard things. People that love me well tell me really hard realities yeah. about myself that I've had to face. Mm. Um, and so I, I think it, I, I don't want to be mistaken that it's all been like flowery and bright things that people who really know me tell me about myself that's revealed the heart of God because that's yeah. not true. Um, in fact, some of the things it has, some of the times it's been the most piercing things that anyone has ever said to me that has showed me that. So I think sometimes we look for people who give us who affirm us so much they never challenge us um, in the direction that God's calling us to, and that's not helpful either. Yeah. 
You can't just run away from all those relationships. That's right. Right, right. right. If everybody agrees with you, you probably don't have the right people around you like, so and says that you're awesome. Absolutely true. <laughs> okay, only two more questions. So obviously our church tries to provide resources for students and adults to be able to take the next step in their faith. And one of the things that we have at the end of the year is this thing called the personal retreat. And what we've done in student ministry is we've kind of uh, put it down into smaller snippets for students to be able to um, kind of look through. If you want to get that, you can go to our website and kind of look uh, for the refocus retreat. But it's a process that you go through to be able to kind of understand who God's created you to be. So talk, each one of you, talk a little bit about maybe just recently, the last couple of weeks, what's the process that you have been through to be able to continue to refocus, to continue to have the right lens, to maybe reflect back on, on 2020 and what God did in your life, and to step in to 2021. So everybody just share quickly about what's been kind of part of your process. I mean, just being in God's presence, I think, is where that starts. And I think that is where we learn who God is calling us to become is in his presence. And apart from that, um, it's a lot of self-help, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, we can self-discover and there are a lot of things that we can do but apart from being in God's presence and hearing his voice um, and learning his heart I think we find it wanting Um, so for me that's where it has to start Um, Mm. and I do that in a lot of different ways I do that a lot by writing um, because I enjoy that I do that by reading I do that by listening to music I do that um, I mean, obviously, I've, I'm still working through the personal retreat. I'm not done yet. So if you're not done yet, it's okay. Um, it takes me a really long time to process hard questions. Um, but that's kind of where I start is just sitting in God's presence. And whatever works for you, I think, mm-hmm. is where you start. Uh, for me, it's kind of looking at my foundation right now. That's where I've been. Um, it's easy for me personally to try to build my life around the things around me, the things that I can see, the things that I enjoy. And I feel like I've been there, especially in this season when everything around me feels crazy, I cling to the things that I enjoy and are consistent and that give me life. And uh, it's easy to ignore God in that. And so I think that's kind of where I've been wrestling, like, God, you need to be that foundation again and trying to claw my way back in that direction. Okay. I was just going to say really quick, I feel like noise, like what's around you kind of is the hurdle when you're trying to be in God's presence and kind of draw near to him. And for me, like I'm off all social media right now because I knew I needed to refocus and that the noise that I was hearing was too loud and it was kind of um, muffling out the still quiet voice that I was really posturing myself to listen to. So for me, that's... Wait, there's a lot of noise on social media right now? I mean, you know, sometimes, I don't know. Okay. Jeffrey. Yeah, funny enough, I'm actually taking a break from social media right now, too. My, uh, my wife, Sarah, really pushed me to, to do that. Um, I think it's really easy to, um, to get caught up in that. And, you know, I, like, I, one of the big things that, that God's been putting on me lately that I'm trying to step into is actually leading a little bit less um, just in my personal life. Um, because I feel like I, I'm always the first person who's like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And instead, lately, I've been trying to step back and, and be led by others. Um, and it's been really, really hard for me. Um, but part of that was being like, all right, I'm not going to put my voice out on social media right now. Um, so I, I'm going to take a break for like a month or so. But, um, but it's, you know, the other thing that I've really, I'm really trying to do is stay uncomfortable in my relationship with God. 
um, because I think over the years uh, it's gotten, I've, I've been able to get really comfortable in the sense that it's like, okay, here's my little box. This is the box that God fits in and it's nice and uh, nothing really bothers me anymore. And uh, lately I'm like trying to recognize the parts of God that I am a little bit more uncomfortable with that, you know, that maybe I don't like think are so great or whatever. And like pressing into those questions a little bit and diving more into the side of God that might be challenging or hard for me. And instead of just sitting in what I know, trying to go there. So. Okay, last question. So uh, our church does this thing called My One Word. Our pastor wrote a book years ago uh, where basically encourages everyone to instead of uh, having New Year's resolutions that you know you're going to break, that just doesn't make sense. We all break them in different ways. Instead of doing that, pick a word every year and, and you let God use that word to shape uh, your year and the lens through which you look at the year and the way that he kind of um, works in your heart and in your life. And part of the personal retreat uh, helps you to kind of uh, pick a word. So if you're not done with a personal retreat, maybe you don't have a word yet, but any of y'all have a word yet and tell us what your word is and, and uh, what it means to you? I don't have a word yet. Okay, Courtney does not have a word. I do. Taylor, you let's do. go. I Sweet. What you got? So my word is no with a K. K-N-O-W. Yes, not no, like I don't yes. want to say um, And the idea behind that word is I want to get to know the people uh, God has in my life. And so it's easy to be surface level or it's easy to, like, I have a relationship with some of you guys, but, like, how, how much do I really know you? And I believe God has the people around us in our lives for reasons. And if I don't take the time to know you, then what am I doing uh, most of the time? So I want to try to get to know the people around me better. That's awesome. Jeffrey, you got one? Yeah, I haven't landed on one yet, but I know, like, kind of the direction that I'm going is either going to be, like, awe or wonder, like, awe to A-W-E. A-W-E, um, yep. Like, gazing at the stars, kind of awe. <laughs> yeah, and that's all I'm going to do all year is just sit outside. No, uh, but um, but really just, like, you know, recognize, it's the whole, it gets back to the whole comfortable thing I was just talking about, like, recognizing, like, the majesty of God and the beauty of that and being in awe and wonder of that is kind of the direction where I'm trying to head this year. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you guys for being a part of uh, the Student Ministry Podcast uh, episode 11. Thanks to our live studio audience that's not live anymore. It's recorded. Yeah, louder. Come on, one more. Yeah, and so if you're listening to the podcast and you just stumbled upon it, make sure you subscribe to it. And if you have middle school and high school friends, share the Port City Students podcast with them because one of the things that I think we're going to do over the next couple of weeks is going to be really, really cool as we continue to kind of talk about how we reframe um, and the year. If you're wanting, to, if you're listening to the podcast and you're wanting to do the personal retreat we're talking about, you can find it online at pc3wilmington.org forward slash refocus retreat. Go get the retreat. So uh, thanks for listening. I think we're supposed to stay like leave a review, five stars, blah, blah, blah. I don't, all the podcast things. I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) thanks for listening to episode 11 of the Port City Students podcast. Thanks. Thanks.